is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning again. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> well, I just want to start by saying we are in the presence of a national champion. Did you know? Uh, Boy Luak, he's over there. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if you know. In fact, uh, in March, uh, he plays basketball for the Shenley Brookend team. Is it under 21, 100, under, under 18? Under 19. You're 18, right? You look older, just saying, okay. <laughs> Boy was playing in the National Playoff Champions and in the under 19 team, uh, and they won the playoff final in March. Come on. But that's not really the exciting news, although that is exciting. Yesterday, Boy also plays in the, the adult uh, team four. Let me get this right. The Milton Keynes Breakers and then the NBA League Three, uh, sort of National Basketball League uh, Three, and they won the playoff final yesterday. Thrashed the London Lions. Is that right? <laughs> Come on. I'm not saying that I'm biased. My brother's in London, so, you know, we beat my brother, basically. <laughs> I'm at 113 to 67. If you know basketball, that is a complete thrash. Honestly, I watched some of the game. It was live on YouTube. Uh, and come on. Do you know, I did actually challenge Boy a couple of years ago to a game of one on one. He laughed at me. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? I'm so glad you didn't. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm just so glad. Okay, we move on. This morning. I'd like to speak on a community on a mission, building a legacy for the future. Community on a mission, building a legacy for the future. We've mentioned those words before, community, mission, legacy. In fact, David Demish has written a book called What on Earth is the Church For? I think that's the title. Uh, and one of the phrases he uses as a way of summarizes the purpose of the church is it's to be a community on a mission. And we've expanded that into building a legacy for the future. It's interesting, a few months back, I was talking to a, a friend, actually, that was, was and is attending this church. And they'd come a few times, and they said to me, uh, I'm just trying to get my head around what Woodside is all about. Uh, and, and it was interesting that it, there wasn't clarity in, in what we were communicating. It's one of the reasons why we've had these these small, these quite large um, uh, banners to try and summarize a few things. These are things that we've shared before. But these things are really important, we feel, to who we are and what God has called us to do. The one over this side talks about our DNA. talks about being a family full of grace and truth. That's how Jesus was described at the beginning of John's Gospel. So it's about knowing the word and the power of the spirit. Well, word and spirit people. We're called to serve our community and reflect our community. That's why we're so passionate about something we call Project 41. And I'll be mentioning that a little bit more in a moment. But it's how we look to serve our community. But we also reflect our community. We're a very diverse community. We're, 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 Bedford is, is one of the most multicultural, multi-ethnic towns in the nation. And so we want to reflect that. But it's also diverse in social and, and, and age and all sorts of ways. And so we reflect that. We seek to reflect that. And we're seeking to equip 
and release everyone to bring glory to whom? To Jesus. Everything we're doing is built on focusing on who he is and seeing his name glorified. We have real clarity on that. We know who God has called us to be. God's called us to be that type of people. And we're growing in. I'm not saying we've arrived, but that's, that's who we are. And whenever we get into what God has called us to do, which is more this side, we need to be clear first of what God has called us to be. In fact, what we talk about on this side is more visionary, if you like, on what God has called us to do. And God has called us to, one word would be to multiply. To multiply, to take what God has placed in us and, and see that reproduced. Interesting, but... You know, whenever we reproduce, we reproduce our DNA. Wherever Woodside Church goes, it's reproducing things that God has said, this is who you're called to be. Do you understand? And so we're clear on who God has called us to be. Also, we have clarity on what we feel God has called us to do. We call it Multiply 22 Vision. And uh, we talked about being a community on a mission, building a legacy together. Of course, community, mission, legacy, they weren't our original idea. It wasn't even David's idea in in his book. This is drawn from what we see God shaping and calling the early church to be like. There's so many scriptures we could draw from, but just give you, I'll give you a flavor. At the beginning of the story of the early church, Acts 1 and 2, you read these verses. First looking at mission, says this in Acts 1.8, you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. See, the Holy Spirit is a missional spirit. You know, when we talk about getting, get, getting caught up in his purposes, when we talk about not, not less rowing, more sailing, we've used that phrase recently, we found helpful. It's actually, it's many things, but one of the things is about getting caught up in a missional spirit that's taken us somewhere. Taking this somewhere in order to seek Jesus glorified. Mission. We also see legacy in those early chapters. Acts 2.39 says this. The promise, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. Do you know who that's talking about? Those who are far off? It's you and me. It's talking about us. We're named in scripture almost. For all whom the Lord has called. Lord our God will call. See, that promise is for you and for our sons and our daughters and our grandchildren and for all who are far off. But also we see community, remarkable community in the New Testament. This would just be an example that would be quite familiar to us. Look at Acts 2.42, which is what happened at the end of this remarkable moment when the Spirit was poured out. Peter stood up, preached the gospel, thousands were saved, and then this community was formed. Says this in 242, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Exciting, yeah? Hello? I mean, I'm living for this. This is what we're called to be a community like no other community on earth. On a mission together with a mission like no other community on earth, building a legacy to see Jesus glorified in others and multiplied. That's what we're called to do. Thank you. <laughs> I can tell you're listening. It's all right. I just, I just like a bit of feedback. I normally tell jokes when I want feedback, but you know, Dawn tells me you're not supposed to be a comedian. You know. 
and then and, and you're thinking, well, you're not one of those anyway, Martin. <laughs> Although that was quite funny. But anyway, we've tried to unpack this vision, if you like, and given seven areas. This is not an exhaustive list, but we felt that these were helpful to say, how do we land this, being community on a mission, building a legacy? What does that look like? We came to these seven. The first was rebooting Woodside. That's about post-lockdown feeling that God was saying, don't just do things how you did them before. Hear me on all the things that, you, that, that he wants us to be uh, moving forward. So that's, And we're, we keep unpacking that together. In fact, even in the last few months, God has been saying to us that he wants us to do things differently. A number of prophetic words came before Christmas, uh, particularly on the Partno side, but also on Great Den, about, about new wine and new wineskins. And so we've been praying into that, and that floods into some of the things I'm sharing today about some of the areas we want to do things quite differently to how we've done before. Second is about investing and releasing the next generation. So important about, yes, there was a pump in the air over there, thank you, for the next generation. Number three, connected to that, was training future leaders and creating a leadership pipeline. You see, so often, churches, there's things that we want to do but we think about it too late and we don't, if you like, excuse the phrase, get ahead of the curve. And we're trying to get ahead of the curve on training future leaders. And so when we get to a point where God says, yeah, multiply again or, or release this activity or do this mission initiative, whatever it might be, we want to be in a place where we've been building towards this. And so we're looking to train future leaders in that way. As part of that, we're looking to, we shared in September... We're looking to grow a training fund to support this vision of training new leaders right across the church, from youth leaders to, to church planters to administrators to um, operation managers to elders to kids workers, multitude of leadership situations. We want to resource that with a training fund. And number five, we want to multiply congregations across Bedford. Uh, it's interesting, when we came back from lockdown, one of the things that we shared together is that we didn't want to go back to having two meetings on the Putno site. Before lockdown, we had a 9 o'clock and an 11 o'clock and a 10 o'clock in Great Denham. And we just felt that what we rediscovered when we regathered together was a sense of community that we felt we'd lost when we went to two meetings on this Putno site. And because uh, we are now numerically at the point where we'd probably be starting to think about how do we go to two meetings on the 9-11. And I cannot hear a hallelujah in the room. <laughs> and so it, we, there's a sense of being a congregation, a community here. We felt God is saying, that's really important. It's not just about running a meeting. And it felt like it'd become that. And it was exhausting as well. And what happens is all your energy goes into that rather than all the other things that God's called us to do. And uh, interestingly, you know, the Great Denim, they're growing as well. And it was only a few Sundays ago we had 200 on both locations. And can you imagine going to two meetings in a, in a, in a building that you rent and you have to set up from scratch every Sunday morning I can assure you the great Denham team are not shouting hallelujah for that. <laughs> and also it's about mission. We thought it's not just about being, you know, enjoying one another. It's about 
God's called us to bless this town and beyond. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. You know, we have a global mission, but it does start here. And so multiplying congregations across Bedford, we felt God say clearly to us. And then we felt it was about sending and planting churches across the UK and sending and planting churches and people across the world. It's interesting, I talked to David this week, and we agreed together that in New Frontiers churches, which has been going some 40, maybe 50 years now, it's easy to drift away from what God initially called us to do, and that was to reach the ends of the earth. We're part of an apostolic movement that's seeking to change the expression of Christianity around the world. Did you know that? That's what you're, if you're part of Woodside, that's what you're a part of. Reaching unreached people groups that have not yet heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, I'm, I'm so <laughs> when I had this conversation with David, I was so pleased we had this in number seven. Because it's part of who we are. We must keep reminding ourselves that we have a global mission. On Vision Sundays, looking at the time, what you're supposed to do is talk more about the past than the future which is what we're going to do now. Because there are so many things that God's doing amongst us that I think we need to uh, share and celebrate together. We have some real good news to share, uh, some of which you would be unaware of. Let Let me give you some of the things that God is doing. This month, at the end of today, uh, we would have had nine people baptized in, in the month of April. You can say hallelujah to that. Isn't that wonderful? And so three on Easter Sunday here and six, I know I've got to finish at quarter past, six uh, in Great Denham uh, on the other side. We had some phenomenal testimonies from, if you heard Whitney share and Lydia share and Brenda share. We had, we had the youngsters and the young at heart in Brenda, praise God. We had people who had encountered Jesus for the first time. You had someone who had run with Jesus for most of her, her life and was still following. I was so inspired with those stories, if you heard them. In fact, it's quite remarkable. We, we are seeing God do something in our youth work, uh, but we're also seeing God do something in our seniors. Uh, uh, churches often, they see most people saved and baptized in the young people. Uh, but the other area that we're finding we see more people saved and baptized is our young at heart, our seniors. And so thank you to the Connections team, to Stuart and Carol Odell and others who are involved in that. And Brenda was an example of that. We've also got a wedding coming out of Connections, did you know? Mary and Stephen, they didn't know I was going to say that. Where are you? Getting married in June. Come on, you can, you can clap that. So it's all happening. I mean, that normally happens in the youth work, right? But there you go. <laughs> and that's not about numbers, but it's one of the areas that's helpful to see what God's doing. On Easter Sunday, we had around four, over 450 people, both locations. We had three, over 300 or 300 here. There was 25 people in the small hall. I don't know if you realize, watching it on TV because we couldn't get, get everyone in, into the room. Uh, in our youth work, uh, God is doing something wonderful. Uh, we have... A group of, I think, eight now, young teenagers, young girls in their teens, who for the last weeks, this has been going on for weeks, every day they've been gathering over Zoom at 5.30 in the morning to pray. Oh my goodness. 
I, I, when I heard that, I checked it. I, I, said, I, I said, are you sure? I even checked it on Thursday night. Um, one of them is Felix and Joyce's daughter, Judith, I think it is. Uh, and, and so I just you know, got my facts right. But, but yeah, how about that? I mean, God's doing something. Uh, we had, a few Sundays ago, we had 28 teenagers in this meeting and 30 teenagers in Great Denham. Uh, when I was talking to David this week, David misheard me and thought I said, said it was 30 in, com- in combined, but it's nearly 60 teenagers were gathering on Sunday morning, which is amazing. Uh, I just want to say, he's not here, he's on the other side, but Ollie Hearn is doing phenomenally well. He's our youth pastor. We have seen God use him. I've seen God use him remarkably, uh, and he is growing in God, uh, and we are very excited. He brought a, a, a prophetic word to me 12 months ago, which came from a song, a very familiar song uh, that some of you will know, which says this, I see a generation rising up to take their place with selfless faith, with selfless faith. I see a near revival stirring as we pray and seek. We're on our knees. We're on our knees. God's doing something in our teenagers. He really is. Uh, there's, uh, he, Ollie would say there's a bit of an explosion going on. Uh, it's growing significantly. We're seeing growth and maturity and fruitfulness uh, in, in, in their dedication to Jesus. Uh, I, think, I think we're at a time where there's, there's actually, the, the teenagers of our nation are so confused. I've talked to, to Mark yesterday on this. So confused with what's been presented culturally that actually the gospel is giving real clarity to them, particularly in identity. And, and so, so remarkably, with the confusion in, in our world, is a great opportunity for the gospel. Uh, and we are seeing that in, in people's lives. Just, it's just not, just not a good idea or sounds a positive thing to say on a vision study. This is, this is about what God is already doing. Uh, so we're growing numerically. I was talking to Vicky Andrews. Just, just want to say thank you, Vicky, for the work you're doing in Lighthouse. Uh, and great to see, see Rich as well. Uh, Lighthouse is for... Um, Year six? Three, four, five. Thank you. Years, three, four, and five. Just before youth. That's how I... But yeah, okay. I'm a bear of small brain. So just before the youth age, the top age group, I think there's 19 that are going to be going up to our youth age and the youth in September. So if you just, you know... You know, quick, there's 60 coming on Sundays. You've got another nearly 20 coming up. God is doing something on our teenagers. Praise God. But it's not just in the young... Uh, I've mentioned connections. We've got some phenomenal work going uh, as part of Project 41, which is an umbrella term for our work in the community. Yesterday, uh, we had a befriending events. This is our, our, our linking lives with helping people who are involved in, who are lonely and in isolation. Uh, Kath Cameron is in a phenomenal job. Uh, the MP, local MP was there, other councillors. Uh, Mayor Dave was there uh, coming to support and honour and recognise the work that we're, we're, this, this team is involved in. Absolutely phenomenal. We heard story after story of people who are, are desperately lonely in our town, some in our neighbourhood here, and the befriending service is being able to, to really bring them through and, and bring, bring um, friendship to them in a way that they haven't had and aren't experiencing. One, one story was from a, a lady in her 80s, uh, and uh, this is her story. I don't know her name. She, uh, uh, a lady in her 80s, 
Uh, she was living new, she was new in the area without any friends and with very limited mobility, so could not leave her home. Throughout the COVID lockdown, she had a telephone befriender, because when we started the befriending services during lockdown, we had a telephone befriender and then had a befriender who would visit her at home and take her out to the garden centre for a treat every so often. This is her words. It was terrible before. I was very lonely. No one walked past my window. I felt I had been shoved out into the wilderness. I didn't see a soul. The befriending team then introduced this lady to connections. She gets door-to-door transport. She started to come to connections, which she loves on Wednesday mornings. And she said these words, this this lady. It makes 100% difference on how I was. I was beginning to think, what was the point of living? I felt as though I had been stuck in a wilderness. Now I enjoy watching for their car arriving. It's been Brilliant. I don't know how I would have managed without my befriender and my befriending service. And the person who referred this lady to us said this, I've just had a lovely conversation with my clients. I just want to thank you. This went to Kath. Thank you for the amazing support that you, that you offered to my client and the many other people in Bedford area. They actually said it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the support of your church, they wouldn't be there now. And said as a result of your support, they are a different person. Praise indeed. Isn't that wonderful? I just, yeah. So Kath, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing uh, and your team. I want to thank Jerry as well. Where's Jerry? I'm, I know she's here, bless her. Jerry, uh, I heard this, it was put like this yesterday, which I thought was very good. Jerry joined to help out for three months and stayed for three years. Uh, uh, so three years ago, the Perennial Service started from nothing. Uh, working with an organisation called Linking Lives, who are amazing. So, so Jerry, because I know you're, you've done your three-year stint and you're and you're stopping now. What, your three months have became three years. Uh, thank you so much for for what you've done in serving so so many people in our town. Um, it, it's changed lives. This is phenomenal. And of course, because it happens not on a Sunday, it's often under the radar. So which is why I particularly want to mention it. So thank you, Jerry. God bless you. And, and Kath as well. My goodness. You're impressive. You are. I know it's a team. Yeah, it is a team. There's many people here. I can't name you all. Um, this, is the, this is what you had yesterday, trying to thank everyone. But Kath, you know, you are doing an amazing job. And God is using you and your, your, many, your large team. Uh, so can you just thank Jerry and Kath for me? Amazing. <laughs> Normally on Vision Sunday, I give a quick update on finances. Uh, uh, this time last year, we were sharing that we, uh, we were praying that we would recover our finances. Uh, we had been impacted by the, the lockdown season. Uh, I'm really pleased to report that our giving last year, which finishes, finished in December, so we run calendar years, January to December, uh, our, our giving increased by 6% last year, which is amazing. So thank you so, so much. Going forward, our budget for this coming year, we're, 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 we're believing for a growth of 3%, which is back to more, slightly less than normal levels than what it was before lockdown. Uh, and so we're still trusting God, but what a, what a response. So thank you so, so much. Now, I want to talk about what's next. I mean, I could spend all morning talking about what God is, has done, but there are some things we want to talk about 
in terms of what God is going to do, we believe. Uh, first, let's talk about legacy. The promise is for you and your children and for those who are far off. These are things we want to do that you could put under that umbrella. We want to start something called the Multiply Leadership Track. It's a two-year program. It's developing a wide range of leaders, from youth leaders to operation managers to pastors to church planters. We're going to develop a knowledge, character, and skill. We're going to partner this track with other training resources, like the Catalyst Training Course, which is a two-year course, if you're familiar with that. Uh, Trainees will be given real responsibility in Woodside Church. I mean, you grow if you go on a training course, but you grow more if you're given responsibility in a safe and supportive environment with other leaders around that can help you and grow you in all that God's called you. There'll be mentoring and coaching, all the details on the sheets that I gave to you as you came in. We are very excited about putting detail and, and actually making something that's on that list a reality. The idea is to start this in September. We want to start it in this way. Uh, we want to re- respond to what we see the Father doing. That's one of my favorite phrases that Jesus used. He said, I can only do what I see the Father doing. So often I'm asking myself, God, tell me, what are you doing? We particularly want to respond and align this moment to what God is doing in our youth work. So one of the things we want to do is we want to uh, bring someone onto the Multiply Leadership Track as an assistant youth leader to Ollie. Because when we have 30 people, or 28 and 30 on both sides, I mean, Ollie's good, but he can't be in two places at once. He's not quite omnipresent. <laughs> and so we've, we feel to go with what God's doing, in view of all that God's calling us to do, is we want to have another youth leader, an assistant youth leader to Ollie that will go on this training. One will be based here, and one will be based on the Great Denham site. So that's part of what we want to do. The other thing we want to do is we want to invest in Ollie further. Uh, Ollie came to myself and Debbie Tooth, the operations manager, uh, a little while ago and said, I'll be honest with you, I feel a real sense of God uh, calling me, asking me to give more, respond more in terms of uh, leadership and pastoring. Whereas up until now, he's felt, I feel comfortable with youth, uh, which he's very good at. He says, I feel God wants wants me to grow in other areas. And so we just felt a sense of timing in what he felt God was saying to him, what we felt God is doing in his life. And so we'd love to, Ollie's part-time at the moment, we'd love to increase Ollie's hours, but the increased hours will be training him and releasing him and growing him as a pastor slash leader, and he will be given other responsibilities outside of the youth work because that's what the Multiply Leadership Track is about. It's about growing someone uh, that's, that's fitting what God has called them to be uh, but also is serving uh, the local church, serving Woodside Church. Ollie will stay as the youth leader. That's his prime focus. Don't want the youth to think that we're, they're losing Ollie. Not at all. We're just going to have more of Ollie that we can grow and train him. That we include spending time with n- numbers of leaders and giving him real responsibility. So that's exciting as well. Yeah, uh, I love it when God raises someone up and you think, yes, come on. In order to do that, uh, the whole point of the multiply leadership track was to create a leadership uh, a fund, and so we're going to have gift days on uh, in June. Uh, details I gave to you when you came in. Uh, we're seeking God on, on a bit of a faith goal for that. 
Uh, I know of a church that did this in, uh, uh, in, in Kempston, actually. Uh, when I was on sabbatical, I, I saw a couple of churches that were having this sort of leadership track approach. One of them was actually Grace Church in Kempston, a great, a brilliant church there. Uh, and the leader there, Ray Evans, explained how, how God has spoken to him about this. And they've trained up eight pastors, leaders over the last 10 years, done a phenomenal job. When they announced it, uh, they encouraged people, particularly with uh, legacies, um, for, uh, for if someone dies and someone died within 12 months and, th- and, and the whole property of the house went towards the fund. So £300,000 came in t- into that fund and it has set them on a path that is, is remarkable. Uh, and so we want to explore a gift day, obviously broader than, than that. The second one is on mission. There's some things we want to do on mission. We want to explore the idea of a third congregation in the south of Bedford. It's exciting, isn't it? We're not saying God has spoken to us. God, you know, no, one, no one has said in that sense. But in, in the principles God has called us to multiply, and so we want to push some doors. We want to start by having a prayer meeting in September, and uh, we will be... Uh, looking to pray and hear God. The prayer meeting will be in the south. This is the London Road area, if you're familiar with that. It will be in that area, and we're looking to, uh, to hear God together. Um, but geographically and strategically, it seems a fairly obvious place. If you look at where, where Putnam and Great Denham is, the obvious place would be in the south. It's a very deprived area. It's very different to the other localities. So we want to hear God on the how as well. And so that's something that we're really excited about. Many of us in this room, uh, the phrase would be, have some skin in the game. Do you know that phrase? It basically means that we've invested already of ourselves in that area. It actually goes back to, we planted, Woodside planted a church called Southside uh, many years ago uh, and established a work. Some years later, that, that community, that congregation joined uh, Bricker, which became All Nations. And so we had All Nations North and South. Uh, and after lockdown, the All Nations South wasn't able to, to re-establish. Just so you know, I've chatted to Richard Green, who's the pastor of All Nations, and he is 100% behind us doing this. I wanted to share that. He wanted you to know that. Because uh, I know there's numbers here that used to be at All Nations. Uh, and, and so there's a, you, 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 know, there's some, you have some skin in the game. <laughs> Do you know that phrase? No, now you do, okay? <laughs> You've invested, some of you a lot. But actually we all have in different measures because we planted Southside many years ago and we just want to see a Jesus-glorifying Word and Spirit church in that part of the town. But it's not, you know, we haven't said green light, we just want to open with a prayer meeting in September. The next thing we want to do is we want to do something quite different. We want to launch a house congregation. Mm. Luke Clements, wave Luke. Luke Clements, who's on the staff team, has been sharing with the elders for a while. He'd like to do something very missional and very different. Uh, And so he's going to do a missional initiative with Rachel, and they're going to start a congregation, small congregation in their home. In fact, they may start in one of their neighbours' homes because one of their neighbours want to be a part of this as well. And it's all about reaching that very local community. 
and, and the, the neighbour's home is slightly larger, so it might be in their home. Uh, but the idea is not, we're not looking to send people, we're looking to release Luke and Rachel to pioneer this, to do something very different to reach people that wouldn't normally come to this type of Sunday morning. And, and so it, it's, it's new, it's different, but we, we, we love Luke and we love his heart to do something missional to reach people that aren't connected to church. It's going to be very much part of Woodside. It comes under the Woodside family uh, and, and, and the elders and those things. In fact, Ensign Sunu are particularly going to support Luke and Rachel in this. But we're excited to do something different. I mean, there's a lost world out there. Uh, and so uh, please don't say to Luke, can we join, can we join, can we join? Because then the house will be full and that sort of de- defeats the object of reaching people who are, are not connected to church. This is about doing something different, hoping and praying that that will multiply into another house congregation, another house con- congregation. We want to reach Bedford, guys. Yeah. So that's new, isn't it? Glad you came. Okay, last one. I'm doing my best. How am I doing? Yeah, oh, we're fine. That clock's fast. I've been rushing. Oh, let's go back. We've got loads of things. <laughs> Hang on, there's a few things. Uh, what else is going to happen? Palace is going to win the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Tony. Right. Last one's on community. Some things we'd love to do. The first is about prayer. I'm blown away by the, um, some of the initiatives that are going on in the area of prayer. We have the, once a month, we have the 24-hour prayer initiative that many of you, most of us, tuck into, uh, that Vidya Hudson's wife initiated. Uh, in fact, during that day, numbers of people are, 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 are gathering and, and having more spontaneous prayer meetings as part of that day, which is wonderful. I mentioned about the teenagers that get up at 5.30 on a Zoom call. Crazy and amazing. Um, there's one thing I think we, we, we haven't cracked yet, if I'm honest, is when we gather as a whole church family to pray. Uh, we, we, we've struggled to find the right time, the right evening, the right way. But we believe it's so important to who we are. We've got to pray. We've got to pray more, if I'm honest. Uh, and so we've been talking about this. And what we'd like to do is maybe once every six weeks or ish, we're going to use a Sunday morning on both locations as an opportunity to pray together. Because if you look at the New Testament, what they did an awful lot when they gathered is they prayed. And so we want to bring that into the diet of what we do when we meet together. Now, so it, we still will worship. There will be a, a short, maybe 10, 15-minute exhortation from Scripture. You know, we believe in the Word, but then we're going to pray an awful lot because we're all here. We're not going to tell you when it's going to happen because <laughs> I'm sneaky because it doesn't matter. It's the church family are gathering and, you know, we're, we're just going to, we just need to pray, folks. So if you come on a Sunday morning and there's a short preach and lots of prayer, well, you're really lucky. <laughs> uh, is that okay? We'll give it a go. And we're trusting God on that. Number two, Project 41 is doing phenomenal work. I mentioned the befriending. There's so many things that is involved in that, which I don't have time to mention. But one of the things that we feel in terms of thinking differently is we recognize that Project 41, which is actually pioneered by Luke, Luke Clements, 
The reason why it's Project 41 is it was focused on MK41, this postal code. That's, that, that title and that heading doesn't, doesn't even come close to describing what's already happening and also what we believe God wants to happen. So if we're multiplying into Great Denver, if we're going to look at uh, house congregations, we're going to multiply maybe into the south of the, uh, of, of the town, uh, we're going to change the name of Project 41. We're not going to announce the name now. It almost, the name doesn't matter. The point is, is that we, wherever we go, whether it's a congregation or us individually, we are called to love our community because it's part of our DNA. So, so sometimes the problem, problem with someone like Project 41 is we can all feel great. Those guys, you know, Kath and Jerry and others, they're doing this stuff. Great, tick the box. No, 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 no. I'm supposed to serve my community. I'm supposed to love my neighbours. I'm supposed to do those things. So we want to make this far more something we do together as well as specific projects that we would currently call Project 41 and have those things weaving together. And we're looking to not just serve a G- MK41. We're now you know, clearly called to serve, serve Bedford. And so we want to make, make that shift. Is that okay? Hello? Thank you. And finally, equipping. It was part of the reboot. We felt that churches in general, we weren't really trying to make a massive point about ourselves, but we felt we had some things to learn this. We felt churches in general would become far too about what's happening on the platform and platform focus and, and, and feeding into the consumerism of society rather than this is about equipping one another to do all that God's called all of us to do. And leaders have a role, of course, but Ephesians 4 is very clear. Leaders are there to equip the church to be apostolic, evangelistic, pastoral, etc., etc. And so we want to be proactive. And we've already got David Devonish on May the 17th is going to be speaking on setting people free. If you know people, then this is for you. That's quite broad, isn't it? Uh, so it's for people, of course, that are involved in partial leadership, group leaders and coaches and other ministry leaders. But actually, if you want to be equipped in helping people who have got areas in their life, maybe anxiety, maybe addictions, maybe, maybe past hurt, might be things that they've done or have been done to them, maybe all sorts of things that they've experienced or are experiencing. If you want to help people to find the freedom that can be found in God, this day is for you. It's on May the 17th. It's on May the 13th. Who said this? May the 13th. Sorry. Setting people free, demolishing strongholds, sometimes we call it. It is so important. We want to equip us as a church. So please, go online and sign up to that. And the last thing I'll say, oh, I'll let you go, is I'm going to run a, 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 um, some equipping seminars in September about equipping us to be more evangelistic. I love what God is doing, but if I'm honest and hear my heart, I'm just not satisfied. And I believe this is a burden from God. I just want to see more growth that is salvation growth. And uh, I don't claim to be the expert like David is an expert in the area that he's going to be training on. But I just want to look at how can we equip one another in that. We'll be looking at that in September. Amen. Amen. Are you glad you came? Okay. Now, I'm going to pray. 
And then when I open my eyes, some of you may have left the building. <laughs> and you go with our blessing to Great Denham. If you want to see the baptisms, then you are very welcome to go. But let's just pray. Let's stand together. Let's pray, shall we? Lord God, we thank you that this isn't our idea. Thank goodness. Lord, we are committed to following you. Lord, we thank you that in your, in your word, it's really clear that the early church was a community, but a community on a mission, building a legacy for the future. And we are beneficiaries of that future. So Lord, we just want to play our small part in catching hold of all that you want us to do together. I pray you would be with us as we process what we've shared. Lord, as we look to the gift days in June, would you speak to us about faith goals, if that's where we should land. But Lord, as we look to strengthen our regular finances, but also particularly look to build this training fund so we can release um, an assistant and train an assistant youth leader, but also that we can extend Ollie's hours. Some things that we feel we couldn't do uh, with our general finances where they are currently but we feel this would be the moment to invest in those future leaders lord would you help us in that and lord i pray would you keep speaking to us this is not the end of the story it's not all that you've said to us we thank you that even since september you kept speaking to us about uh, doing things differently and lord we are we are eager to keep catching hold of those things looking for new uh, wineskins for new wine. Lord, we thank you for what we've heard so far. Lord, would you continue to speak to us and continue to lead us. And Jesus, most of all, would you be glorified in all that we do. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.